My mama would say, you gotta fight for what is right. To her, I would say, I wanna give back the world some light. Mm-hmm. But it's an empty road. I feel so alone. I forgot. Sunday, be November 26th in the year 2023, which has been a nice week, hopefully for everybody with Thanksgiving and time with family and friends and celebrating that, which is hopefully where you were at. You know, Thanksgiving is one of those interesting weeks. It can really be like really amazing or it can be really stressful, depending on where you're at in life. We'll talk a little bit about that in just a second. Before we get going this morning, I really want to just knock it out and get our make mention to our uh, sponsors and we have a couple of really really good ones and obviously one of those is uh, Birch Gold and that's 
they are a, a sponsor that's been with us now uh, for over a year, I guess. So, you know, the biggest thing is about diversifying your savings and with precious metals uh, while stockpiling silver in your home, while trying to avoid stockpiling your silver in, in, the, in the home safe. The most popular special of the year at, at Birch Gold is now through December 22nd. For every $5,000 you spend with Birch Gold, you'll, they'll send you one one-ounce eagle coin for free. All you have to do is text BARDS to 989898 to claim your eligibility now. Your purchase, you can purchase gold and silver and have it shipped directly to your home or have Birch Gold's precious metal specialist help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. That's, and there's no money out of your pocket. And they'll send you free silver for every $5,000 you purchase. Keep it for yourself or something, and, and it gives you something of real value. So it's just really worth having. I've got it. I'm a big believer in silver and gold. I really am. All you have to do is text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 to claim your eligibility. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers, many of which are BARDS Nations folks, by the way. And so now is the best time to buy gold from Birch Gold. Just text BARDS 989898 and claim your eligibility for free silver on qualifying purchases from December, um, before December 22nd. So before December, it's really a, a great group, I will tell you. Something you want to uh, do. And obviously trying to offset any of the craziness that is going on currently. So our economy is upside down. People are insane and so forth. And then, of course, don't forget that we also have food issues always going on. And that's another reason to make sure you've got, and this is a good time this week and coming into the winter, that you've got a good emergency food system in place. You need to have something that has layers and tiers. So not only what you can and not only what you have, but you need to have a core emergency food system that if you had to get up and go, you'd be able to grab it and have it all. And that's where we have My Patriot Supply. They have, I think, they're one of the top suppliers in the, na- in the nation for emergency food. And, um, you know, I just need to remind people, too. I mean, these are emergency foods. <laughs> they are not, uh, they're not intended to be like what you're going to eat every single day. So keep that in mind. Um, they are a fallback, and they are designed to last on the shelf for 25 years, and they do a great job at that. They have amazing meal setups 2,000 calories a day to keep you strong and mentally focused, which is what needs to happen. So head on over to preparewithbards.com. That's our website. All right, Patriots, it looks like we are back finally. That's kind of crazy. I tell you, this tech stuff just drives me nuts. Never know what demons are going to lurk within, right? We'll have to start. We are going to start with a prayer to rebuke the demons. I'll tell you, it's pretty crazy because we're going to need to. But um, yeah, so we had a we had a good. I hope you had a good Thanksgiving. And I'm going to kind of start in there a little bit and um, talk about somebody that was you should know, C.J. Moyer, who um, what gave her testimony at Bard's Fest. It's, if you go to the Bard's TikTok, 
uh, you'll see that that testimony, the first part of that testimony has over a million views, which is pretty impressive. And so let me just begin before we get going today. We're going to open this up and then we'll get into all the things we're going to do. So Father God, I just want to thank you today for the blessings of the assembly of this fellowship that we have. And it's cherished because each time we come together through you and through the prayers that we give that you listen to and respond to, we literally see the miracle, the living miracle God. And we bring about healing and we bring about transformation. And we bring about change. Father, these are the greater works and the greater miracles that we seek to literally empower ourselves through you to see those things happen to where we have hands-on healing, that we can see that the waking and rising of the dead, we can see and visually see the power of prophetic and apostolic. So, Father, we're praying for those gifts today as our hearts open before you and put ourselves before the throne. As we step into this congregation of people to literally pray for the healing and restoration of lives and let the world be witness to the power of you, Father, through our prayers and let them witness the power of the miracle God to shake them, to awaken them, and to open their hearts ultimately to Christ. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. And Father, a little side note, we de declare this internet connection secure, demonic-free, and there should be no more gremlins in our system today. Ask any war angels that you may dispatch, take position around this internet connection and ensure that what we have to say going forward here this morning shall be uninterrupted and be strong in voice for the world to hear. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Okay, there we go. That's a good way of kicking out some demons from the start. There's a lot... Um, I think there's a lot of change in our world that we're, I don't think, let me rephrase that. There is a lot of change in this world that is going to be hitting people in the coming months and years. Not everybody will be able to go the whole distance. But the, to come to the understanding of what we are actually dealing with and the power of this world is extremely important. And it's at the center of what we do here every Sunday, which is prayers for healing because of what we're dealing with. We're dealing with a spiritual war and its core and its center. We're not dealing with the physical world like we think. And as much as we want to cling on to the physical world, the physicality of it, the fact is we're spiritual beings first and physical beings second. And when we start to grasp the magnitude of that, we start to realize how great we are in him. We are truly the sons and daughters of the Most High. We are the priests and we are the royalty of this earth that should be stewarding this earth. But what they have done to us over generations is to convince us that the physical, that that what we touch, which is truly the illusion, which they control, those, that's, that would be those in power. That is the real. And we forget that we're not supposed to be of this world. And in so doing, we become anchored in the physical and we don't get anchored in the spiritual. This last few days, we've had the pleasure of having Rick and C.J. Moyer down and visiting with us and spending Thanksgiving with us. And I would have to tell you, as far as stories for Thanksgiving, probably one of the more unusual conversations I've ever sat through, but blessed and so amazed that it happened and so pleased that it happened. Put in context with this, my parents were here, 
My dad's 87, my mom's 86, or my dad's 87 actually next, next month, but close enough, or this coming December. And the world that I'm talking about is basically like talking about move, like me walking into dinner one night and going, hey, by the way, I, I rented a, uh, a rocket at Avis and I'm going to fly up to the moon and I'm going to set up my podcasting station on the moon and I'll be able to commute once a week, come down and see you. I mean, this is how foreign we're talking about. And through Thanksgiving, Rick and CJ shared some of their stories. Rick as the her husband who has worked with CJ, who has come out, uh, help her return to life as a victim of satanic ritual abuse. CJ is an overcomer. And it's CJ who has suffered through the horrors of satanic ritual abuse at a level that most of us can't even imagine. And it does a number of things besides just giving you a chill as to what is actually going on in the elites and what they're willing and able to do for pleasure and fun. It hits you deep in the heart as to us having such a privileged life while so many children, and there are many, suffer at the hands of these evil. And the stories that CJ tells, you just put yourself in her place. We were, we'd finished dinner. We were sitting and I, I was actually, and I made a point not to have my cell phone around for dinner, but I had, we had done some cleanup of dishes and I just looked over at my phone real quickly and just to see a message that had come in for Thanksgiving. And as I was looking at this, CJ says at the table, by 10 years old, I was raped over a thousand times. I just started crying. The magnitude of that statement of a child having to suffer that at the hands of people that were pleasuring themselves with it for the power that they were trying to seek, the destruction that they were trying to give to this earth, and the pain that they were trying to levy against our Father. That should awaken the heart of David in you. And I hope it does. The things that she has been through put chills in your spine. The rituals that they do to children to break them, to create a permanent damage in them, and to possess them with demonic activity. And this is exactly the problem because even on this channel, there are people that have pulled away because when I say demons, they say they shake their heads and they walk away. They don't want to hear it because they've grown up in a church that's doctrinal and dead. A church that no longer talks about healing or the miracles of the living God or deliverance to pull out the demons or deep healing to fracture, to heal those fractured spiritual pieces within us. This is, or a channel that talks about prophetic or apostolic or the ability to do things on a grand scale, not just to heal one, but to heal many. See, we live that here because we do it every Sunday. Every Sunday we get together and the things that we do through our prayers are quite unprecedented because we don't have hands-on, but we have spiritual hands-on, and that's why I'm bringing this up. When we enter into Bars Nation and the way that this has been built, what we haven't really realized, and I have to be honest, it hasn't really settled into me till recently, that what we're operating in is something very different because we don't have the face-to-face -face contact, because we don't have the dead stone walls to congregate in and shut the Holy Spirit out.
we have to rely on something greater. We have to rely on our heart, our love, our passion, and we have to press into a world, a spiritual world, which is where we should be operating all the time. The stories of CJ are heartbreaking. They're, they're truly stories that break your heart. This one's going to be hard, even hard for me to speak. When I, we, um, Rick and my parents were in the, in the kitchen having a wonderful conversation. And CG and I stepped off into the living room. And she's, these, these holidays can be hard for CJ because it's about family. And um, she looked at me and, and, she, and she and I are like brother and sister. You have to understand that. I don't, God brought that together and it's an amazing thing. And she looks at me and she starts crying and she says, Scott, where were my rescuers? Where were they? Why didn't anybody come to me? Why didn't anybody ask? Why didn't anybody see the signs and help? And the reason is, is because we don't do that as we should. We turn our back on evil. And what we do with evil is we then say, that's not our problem. Or we look at this young girl who's dressed in skimpy clothes. And if we look deep, we would see that she's being handled. But we say, oh, her parents are turning her into a prostitute and we turn our back. We don't say anything. CJ was hung in a closet, arms extended for five days. And over the five days, abused, raped, tortured, and then had to witness other things before her and other people she loved being abused, raped, and tortured. That's one of a thousand stories. And so this is a heavy way of starting Sunday, but I want to start this way today because our prayers matter. This is how we wage war. And this is how we destroy the fortresses of evil. Do not ever think for a second that you can't do that because we can, because we have the authorities to do so. I've said this very clearly and I will always say this. There is a place and a time that may occur that a sort of steel needs to be drawn. And I believe that may come, but it won't be everybody. It will be like Joshua's army, but it will happen when the captain of the Lord of hosts arrive. It will happen when God speaks to the hands of the men and maybe the women, but he'll be speaking and our hands become his, but they are not ours on their own. And so when we take actions in prayers, we are establishing ourselves in the first and most important front line of this fight. And God will find his 300 Gideon, his Gideon's 300. He will find them. And if they need to raise swords of steel, he will guide their hand and they will. But this war is not going to be won first in the physical. It is won first in the spiritual and it's the strongholds that we attack. It's the places of principalities that we go to and tear down. We destroy them. And we leave them in disarray. And that's where we operate in that second heaven space. This is our mission. 
and your prayers every single day need to be focused. This is where we talk so much about the, the, the prayers of me. So much of what we do these days, I shouldn't say these days, so much of what many do in the time of prayer is always about, woe me, Lord, woe me. We all need to be refined. We all need to be improved upon our walk in this earth. We all need to go through the refiner's fire to burn away the dross, to pull about the silver so that God can use that silver as our silversmith to make us something greater. And he is. And never turn away from that. Never walk away from that opportunity to step before the throne and say, Father, whatever is not of me, remove. And whatever is of you, make it shine. Never hesitate there. At the same time, spend time as well in a day working with somebody else where two or three are gathered. Build your unit. Find that target. Pray into it. And pray relentlessly and ruthlessly. Break the strongholds. The enemy is afraid of who we are. And this is such a unique statement to say, especially when you've walked in the fields of war, the fleshly war. It's sometimes hard to realize that those fleshly wars are just a physical representation of what the mimicry and the horrors that are going on in the spiritual realm, but that's where it is. And so we have to get greater and better in this time. And when we now sit in a a congregation moment like this, meaning coming together in fellowship, we have the powers and tools of heaven to do the miracle works. We can break the strongholds. We can cast out demons. We can raise the dead. We can heal the sick and the broken. And of course, like always, we will spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. So marinate in the word, become stronger in all that he is. Have no doubt in your heart of what's capable and what's possible. And there's a big one because the church of today, so much of of the institutional church of today tries to tell you that the miracle times are over. That is a lie. It's an absolute lie. God never stopped being a miracle God, ever. He's never stopped being a miracle God. So, the important thing is, I'm going to read something here and just saw it. It comes from JCUK. I have just heard a testimony. We need to pray for Scott, especially as he, he prays. Then his prayers are amplified up and far more powerful than they already are in the spirit realm. Oh, I like that. That's good. Okay. That's a good comment. We amplify each other. Iron sharpens iron. So it was an amazing Thanksgiving. And part of the most amazing thing is, is what happened yesterday morning. So I went and I spent some time with my parents, which I'm going to do after this show. I'm going to have some breakfast with them because tomorrow... I fly to Tucson, as you know, and I tomorrow is the uh, where I'm going down to have the reversal surgery done on Tuesday. And I'm going to touch on that briefly before we dig hard into prayer, so just bear with me. And I sat with my dad, and, he, and we talked a lot about CJ and Rick. And my dad looked at me and says, son, 
these sorts of things you know. He says, I'm a bit of a skeptic of. And I laughed. I said, Dad, I know you for a lot of years. I know you're a skeptic, and I'm okay with it. He says, it's not that. He says, we've just never seen it. And he says, you have to bear with us a little bit because we're having to rewrite the way we see our world. And I said, I know. And he said, but you know what? He says, we are so blessed to be in this walk in our final times of our life with you, to be able to witness it and see it. That's huge. And what it tells me is that no matter where a person is in life, if the right testimonies come, they will be able to see the world as it needs to be seen. Now, son, now, Tuesday, I love this comment. Thank you, Corey. Well said. Reverse the curse. Well said, my brother. Thank you. On Tuesday, I'm going down. I'll be in... Uh, Surgery at 7 a.m. in the morning. And it's about a four-hour procedure to reverse the vasectomy that I did about 22 years ago. This is something God put in my heart to do and I'm doing. And as you very well know, and I stated very clearly, this is not motivated because of kids or a relationship or a marriage. It's because God called me to do it. So you can imagine there is a lot to this as well as my own walk in this in coming to the Lord and saying, look, what is this really about? Because I need to understand the deeper part of this to see not just what you're asking me to do, which I will do, I'm obedient, I will do it. But what is the deeper root here that we're doing? And as you also know or may not know, we're developing from this a story about restoring the family. And this story of me getting a reversal is part of getting back to restoring the family. And it's it's a part of a bigger story of how we got here and what it takes to restore it and what it looks like to have, see the, re the revival of the family, which ties in with the Cantrells, Paul and Christine and their family. So all of this is coming together into a documentary that we'll put together and release by my, on my birthday, which is January 11th. And the Lord says, you're not seeing the bigger picture. I said, okay, God, what is the bigger picture? And he says, my son, we're restoring the church. And I had to sit with that a minute because that is a big thing to say and a big thing to hear and a big thing to bring into your heart to know that God is you, has you walking as part of something greater and is so precious to him to literally restore the church. And he says, the church has become infected with men that believe in or have had vasectomies. And when they do, they have become weakened. And the churches have become more feminized. And no one in this day knows what the church of the sons of God looks like. And then he said, or the church of Adam. He said, but they must learn it again. 
And so this is all back to the root. This is about taking our church, our faith, our and it's one action that, as we know very well, in the spiritual realm can have massive action far beyond our reach. But this is about awakening again the power and strength of men to rise up, to build a church which will become strong again because, as God said, it's the church that builds the family, the family that builds the tribes, the tribes that build the nation. So this is truly a point in time when we are all faced with a walk together if we choose to take it, to get to the root, to restore the church, to raise up the men, to build up families, to rebuild tribes and rebuild the nations. And that is a powerful, powerful place for us to reflect on of how important what we're doing in this time is. Because God wants his church back, not limited by walls, but emboldened by our hearts of love and passion within him. So with that, let's do a prayer for CJ and let's do a prayer for the church. And then we'll dig into our prayer request for the day. Father God, we come to you this morning deeply humbled and myself personally deeply, deeply humbled by the stories that were shared and testimonies given by CJ and Rick Moyer. Father, these are stories that are beyond the pale. They're stories that far, reach far beyond anything we can imagine as far as what's acceptable, what can happen, or even worse, what people find pleasure in. The, on, the ongoing, continual torture and abuse of children to gain power, to gain pleasure, and to gain, gain greater authority in this world. And Father, we know by these stories that these are the very people that are ruling our world. These are the very people in the boardrooms. These are the very people in the, that are trading on Wall Street. These are the very people that are in the bowels of our government, in the bank, banker halls. These are the very people that are making the, the curriculum for our children and the decision to raise up institutions where parents willfully walk their children into the sacrificial centers to have their children mutilated and change gender. This is the core of it. And so, Father, our prayer today for this is twofold. We pray for CJ and the many other overcomers like her and those seeking to become an overcomer. We pray for them. And not just prayers in general, Father. We step in with our prayers today, mighty with the sword of the Spirit, and we crush that evil that hangs on to them. We cast out those demons that claim to take territorial control, and we proclaim these children to be children of the Most High, for they have now been reclaimed by heaven, and the demonic has no more authority over these children which they use and abuse, and that the punishment to continue to, to put these children through suffering will be worse than an eternal, eternity in fire, for it will be a painful and slow and roasting death in the lake of fire for the tortures that you do to God's children. And Father, we declare that in the name of Jesus. We declare healing and rescue in the name of Jesus. 
that these children at the hand that are being put forth under the hand of true evil can hear our prayers and know that we're coming. We're coming for you. And you shall be brought home. And may their screams and their pain and their calling out and their misery be heard in every heart of every man to awaken that deep, sleeping, warrior heart to know that this time is now, that we shall not stand any more for this, and that we shall step together mightily in the faith and in our, in our walk to bring these children home. To that we commit, Father, in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. And Father, we pray for the church, not for the church as it stands, but for the church which you are now rebuilding and awakening and rising up. The church that's not limited by walls. The church that doesn't live in the, in this, in the dead stone walls, but a church that lives in the Holy Spirit. A church that has the hearts of men and women who lean in and reach for the miracles of the living God. A church that breathes life into all things, not death. A church that says, I am worthy, not I am unworthy. A church that says, I am a son or daughter of the Most High, for I walk on this earth with that authority given to me by Jesus. A church that finds the empathy and the passion to lay it all down for children. A church that nurtures the family to have it be strong and mighty at the root. A church that raises up families to build tribes, not for power, but for the unity in the kingdom to occupy, expand, and subdue an enemy and to build this kingdom from victory, not running to victory because we think we're defeated. A church that embraces Jesus in its fullness, in his fullness and all that he gave us as victory on the cross and celebrates that with the power and victories of the day. A church that looks at mountains and says, I can overcome, not, help me, Lord, I don't know if I can. A church that walks in the yes. A church that's obedient to him. A church that is so mighty that when it stands, it shakes the earth and all that is not of him falls. A church that walks boldly into the refining fires and says, Father, burn away that in me which is not of you. A church that looks to each other and says, we shall conquer this. The dem demonic shall be defeated and will wage those wars and be victorious because we are of the Most High. Father, that's the church we pray for and the steps ahead to lead us there, whatever they may be. May we walk in the yes. May you hear our hearts as we humble ourselves before you and ask for the fires of refinement to purify us, to show us so that we can stand mightily in this hour, unwavered, unaffected by an evil that needs to be removed from this world. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Okay, let's dig in and hit some hardcore prayer. 
What do you say? Good morning, family. Please pray for my neighbor, Judy King. She was rushed to the hospital three days ago. She was not feeling well the day before while we were visiting. Her son told me that after she got to the hospital, she coded three times. She was put on ventilator for a couple of days. Yesterday, Thanksgiving, her son came over with an update. She is off the ventilator and has scratchy has a scratchy throat. She is getting better little by little. Please pray for a complete healing and to get her back home. Dan King is her husband who still needs prayers for healing. He is home but is not interested in eating. Lord Jesus, please heal both friends and neighbor Dan and Judy King. Have a blessed day, Crafty Nut. Father God, we enter into this space, dear, for, for the kings, Judy and her husband, Dan. Father, this is, this is a hand of darkness here, and we're going to clean this up. Father, we just break all the chains and controls of those of the demonic that are now instrumenting this pain. This tries to torment two people. So, Father, we breathe life into Judy. We breathe life into Dan. You know, the authority is given to us by Jesus. We break all the strongholds or any connections or contracts implied or created with the demonic realm. And we cast out those demons and demons be heard. And hear me, you have no authority here for these two people have been reclaimed by heaven. They are children of the Most High. Father, deep within the body, we pray for the Holy Spirit to flush and cleanse all that's within to cleanse the blood, to restore that vitality within each and to rebuild the bridge of love between them. Dan, your eyes are covered in scales and we're going to cast those out for you have to see the heart of your wife. She's there. And Judy, look into Dan and see his heart. The bridge between you two is the strength to rise out of this. This is what they're trying to separate you from. Love is the greatest thing they fear. Love more and love each other more. Dan, it's not about whether you want to eat. Keep yourself strong because it's them that's whispering in your ear not to. And we cast that off. There'll be no more whispers around them. And we place a hedge of protection around Dan and Judy. So strong and mighty that it truly bristles with the power of kingdom. Anchored deep within the root of the blood of Jesus, infinitely high and infinitely low. No demonic force has any authority here. So, Father, we pray for a mighty power of healing, the power of the Holy Spirit to flood in and to lift these two up. And in the name of Jesus, we declare that a healing now. Amen. Ken and Sherry are asking for prayers. Ken has been ongoing... Ken has an ongoing heart issues, and recently his anagram, aneogram, has yielded the need for a double bypass surgery scheduled for his this coming Tuesday. His wife, Sherry, is born-again believer, but Ken is not. He's a very devout Catholic, and he is concerned about his salvation as well. Okay. Jesus, we just ask in this moment that you can step into this space. A foundation has been built with Ken, but unfortunately, it's a foundation that walks towards and then veers away from you because it puts its heart and love into Mary. 
So Jesus, those refinements are, are little, but the gains are massive. And all Ken has to do is put his eyes on you. And so Jesus, we ask as our king to make your presence known, to let Dan see you. Ken, I'm sorry, let Ken see you. To let Ken witness the power of the living God before him, the resurrected God. To understand that what he sees in the Catholic Church of you being pinned on the cross is little more than a mockery to what it truly is, for you have risen. This is an hour, Jesus, that we're asking you to reach in and put your hand to touch Ken in such a powerful way that his eyes will now be open, the scales will be befalled, and there will not be a question of salvation, for he will accept you in fullness. And with that, Jesus, we ask that that touch will revive him, that the doctors will enter in, and we pray for miracle healing here, Father. Miracle healing that as he enters into surgery, all of this comes together in a massive, per, like a concert that comes together moment in, in the instant, in the perfection, where Ken now is told that his heart issues are no more. There is no reason for double bypass surgery. And we pray for that and declare that healing over his heart. Our hands and prayers push in and, and rid any of the blockages, restore that heart to the perfection, and we declare that in the blood of Jesus. And we declare that moment as well, Jesus, that as you have touched Ken and he witnesses you, he understands that the true healing of his heart comes from the, his acceptance of you in this path to cast off that derided teaching and to put his eyes on you and to take all that was good within his teachings of the Catholic Church and to burn away all that was distorted, to have the purity of understanding that it's always been not about religion, but about a walk with you, Jesus. And let that refining fire burn. And let that refining fire heal. And we declare healing, restoration, and revival of the heart with Ken. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Peggy Quirk is a born-again believer who has struggled in the past with control and self-discipline issues stemming from the abuse she received as a child. Now a grandmother, her children protected their children from frequent visits to protect them from her aggressive unaccountability. And after many years of praying, are happy to announce the hand of God changing their mother's heart and softening the words coming from her mouth. They are calling on all who need the hand of God in their lives to speak out and trust the promises of our Father to deliver miracles such as what we have witnessed in Peggy. Hallelujah, Father. In heaven, hallelujah, we are so grateful to hear reports of praise that remind us of your loyalty, of your word, in not only honored, but timeless. So often, we forget that it is not you that changes us, but that you that changes, but us. You are immutable, your word endures forever, and it, it caused the celebrate, causes and it is cause to celebrate when we hear the prayers of our brothers and sisters being answered. Lord, protect Peggy and her children from their faith, for their faith in the, in the work of the Holy Spirit and bless their patience in your, perfect, in your perfect timing. There is not one prayer that is too difficult for you. The difficulty comes from the fear of asking. 
We pray this praise report is an encouragement for all who seek the impossible in their lives and for those that love and in agreement we join her children to pray the enemy off their mother and themselves. Let the prayers and praise reach the whole new level in all of their lives to teach the grandchildren to war on and bring peace to what you have brought together, glorifying your name. Father, thank you for the diagnosis. This is, I'm trying to track this prayer. How do we go from there to there? Okay. Father, thank you for the diagnosis. Ken was able to receive to provide answers for the issues that have plagued him for the years. Let our praise of this news serve as a loving reminder that sometimes it is those nagging alerts in the health of that warn us of impending dangers ahead of the cause of, of the, to transition from defensive action to offensive. And how much more is it that in a mirror of Ken's life now that the reflection on his salvation. Lord, you know that the man's loyalty in his religion, to his religion and we pray you orchestrate that circumstances require that he should learn the truth. We lift him up in our prayers for the surgery expected that is coming week and pray your will be done as we prepare a path of success ahead of him, guiding the surgeon's hand with the divine wisdom and the precision well as his recovery afterwards. Be with Sherry, his prayerful wife, and bring him her comfort and gratitude, knowing we are you are the physician who is overseeing her husband's health and uproot the mustard seed faith to develop the deep roots of faith in her husband's new heart. Lord, your hand literally be on his heart and transition it. Give ten, Ken a testimony of your presence every step of the way that he sees with the relationship with what you look like and understands what your love looks like. Lord, we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Warriors for Christ. Okay, I've got a couple of things on this prayer. Number one, Peggy Quirk, who was the grandmother struggling. She's got demons still. And we're going to pray to break those off. That's what's been causing this. And it's the childhood trauma that they've entered, and that childhood trauma has not been fixed. As far as Ken, I missed something which is important. Ken is having a which was the previous prayer, Ken is having a surgery on his heart at the same time where he's given an opportunity to change his heart to Jesus. His healing is not on the surgeon's table. His healing is in the relationship with Jesus. And that's the crucible which he now walks. Choose whom you serve. Put your faith in the surgeon, which is why I'm going to rebuke some of this prayer by warriors from Christ. Not that it's bad, but it takes us down the wrong path. The prayer needs to be to change the heart in the heart of Jesus. How the surgeon plays in there, that's purely God's hand. But I'm not praying for surgery on the table. And you should know me by now. We need to be praying for the miracles. And if the surgery is ended up being by consequence of what God needs, then that is what is needed. But it is always first and foremost about the relationship with Christ and the miracle healing. So, Father, we're praying for Peggy Quirk. Because within this, there is still childhood trauma that has not been dealt with. And so we take it back to that moment when those traumas happen. And Jesus, we ask that you'll walk that timeline with us. And we'll pick up that child as it was traumatized, just before it was traumatized, and the purity of what that child was. And Jesus, we hand you that child and ask that you hold that child and nurture that child. 
and bring that child close to heal that child in the fullness as we walk in prayer, the timeline from then until now. And each of our steps, we're praying for healing, healings of things we may not even see. Each of those steps, we pray for the breaking off of demonic connections and strongholds to let set her free. Each of those steps, we breathe life and we restore that walk across her timeline of life. And as we do, Jesus, and we arrive at this moment now, we ask that you bring back that child to her and place it within her as a fully restored child of where she intended to be and cross her entire life. And with that, we proclaim that all demonic activity ends, that the demons that are now trying to attach to her, you're broken off and you're sent to the lake of fire. That now we breathe life into Peggy Quirk. We breathe love into Peggy Quirk. And we lift her up and raise her up in the mightiness of kingdom. And we see the light in your eyes now sparkle. And those years of struggle now be cast off. And as you see now your grandchildren and your children, you no longer struggle with what speaks out of your mouth. You only speak this, Jesus. For in that moment of speaking Jesus, all healing is complete. And the strongholds and those binds of the Satan, satanic and demonic that were in your head screaming at you, they're gone. And now it's the clarity and the purity of heaven that speaks through you and the love of a grandmother that pours out of you. And we bless you in Christ Jesus' name. For Ken, a follow-on prayer for Ken in his surgery on Tuesday. Ken, this is a moment of truth, a moment of, a moment of whom you serve. This surgery is not a surgery of finding the problem in the physical. The problem is even in the spiritual. So, Ken, we ask now for you to look and look deeply at what's before you and to choose whom you serve. Your salvation is only in question because you haven't met or accepted Jesus in your heart. This is a choice you now must make. Will you worship the surgeon that puts you on the table to make the repair Or will you first worship our King Jesus and cast aside those things, those distortions of the Catholic Church to embrace your Savior, Jesus, that stands before you? Accept him in your heart, and the surgery is done. That's a prophetic word. So, accept Jesus, and you shall find your way, and the healing will be greater than you ever imagined. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Pray for my grandmother, please. Pray for my grandmother, please. Her mind is going quickly. And the last couple of days, she's had some bad chest pains. She has a lot of heart issues. That's from Let Freedom Ring. Well, Father, we're praying for Let Freedom Ring's grandmother. Obviously, there's some health issues here with bad chest pains. So we're praying into the heart It's always where the enemy likes to strike, the heart, the heart, the bridge to heaven. So, Father, we're praying into that heart. We're breathing life into her heart. And we're breathing a strong and brilliant and bold connection between her heart and you, Father, an unbreakable bond. And any of the corruption that is there, we now press in and we pray for the Holy Spirit to flush it out and to cleanse it and to restore it. And we establish a hedge of protection around let freedom rings that freedom pings grandmother. And we see that hedge of protection strong and mighty, bristling with the force of heaven. Any of the demonic is trying to influence health or lead her to short life. You're cast off. Your connections are broken. 
and there we breathe in the power of life. Our prayers, our hands are up, and the Holy Spirit we see flow in and fill her with the brightness and glory of heaven. And we see a restoration happening within, a smile that comes out from the midst of that, eyes that begin to sparkle, and a heart that begins to shine. Father, this is a moment of kingdom overcoming darkness. And no matter what to point is in her call to return home, let this be a moment of glory for all to witness of the power of heaven to shine through her. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. It's a prayer for Melanie, one of our followers, regularly on in the evening chats. Her father is getting very sick, and she's deeply, deeply concerned. I believe he's in his 90s. This came from the other night in chat, so I'm doing this by memory. So, Father, we're just praying for Melanie and her father. Just praying for immediate and total healing of her father. These are difficult times where we have to start to face sometimes the end of life and what that loss means. So we also pray for something else. We pray for a fulfilling of the hearts of each other. The bridge and the bond that go between father and daughter is immutable. It's powerful. It's mighty. But let this be a moment of peace between the two hearts. Let them find the flow of love be back and forth between one another and the healings that are needed to be done. We pray into the healing for each heart. Let it be a moment of father and daughter to truly have that connection that is so true, but a connection that is ready now to realize that in, in death there is life. This is not a word to speak of when or if the father is being called home, but only a moment of healing and transition and preparation for a time that will eventually come. And Father, we breathe life into the Father to a most amazing way to ensure that he has a painless walk, that whatever his hour is in call, that he's prepared to walk that with Christ in his heart and that whatever needs to be said is said so that the love between the two lasts and two eternal. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Hi, Bart's fam. Wishing you all a blessed Thanksgiving. Just a prayer update on my boss's wife, Lauren, that I asked for prayers for healing back in April. Lauren just got her MRI results back, and the cancer is all gone, left her body. Praise God in Jesus. Thank you all for prayers for her body to heal. Alan from Ireland. I'm telling you right now, when I read these prayers and I say, Father, we are not walking in the physical. We are operating in the spiritual, in the second heaven we are bringing prayers across oceans to heal. We are bringing the miracles of the living God to the greater places of the world where we, any other place you'd think you would have to have hands-on, but we do have hands-on. We have the hands-on in the spiritual and we overcome the impossible. Father, we just want to raise our hands up in praise, in praise, hallelujah, amen, for Alan from Ireland, for his boss's wife, Lauren. What an amazing testimony that over the months as we have prayed that now Lauren is cancer-free. Praise God. Praise you, Father. So, Father, we just pray into this and to make this be something greater than just the healing of Lauren. 
but may this be an awakening and awareness of Christ in the heart that is so bold and so mighty that it cannot be denied, that the testimony becomes one yet again of the miracle God, that people speak to this and hear this and their eyes open and their ears perkle and they prickle and hear the voice and the, and the story and testimony of having their cancer removed, healed completely through the power of prayer. So, Father, let this be yet another moment of a stone in the pond that creates the ripples across the surface that awakens the many hearts, that stirs within them, that fractures that darkened shell. And let them hear the voices that pray. And let them sing and reach in and say, I want to be part of that. And let Lauren be part of that stone in the pond, her healing to be a ripple across Ireland, to put people's eyes where they need to be to put their eyes on Jesus. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. We recently learned that my husband has been in a, a fib, has been in a fib for several months, as well as suffering in and off with tachycardia, tachycardia. His heart rate was constant, oh, okay, in fibrillation, sorry. In AFib, I got this wrong. I got to start this over. I'm not a medical guy. Come on, folks, give me a break. I'm trying. You're making me. I swear, I will guarantee you, if Corey Terry was here, he'd be smacking me upside the head, telling me like, listen, brother, this is my realm. He's been giving me a lesson as a team sergeant. I guarantee it. All right, we'll try it again. We recently learned that my husband has been in AFib for several months as well as suffering in and off the tachycardia. His heart rate was constantly between 125 to 250 BPM. That would be beats per minute. Thank you for giving me the, <laughs> they have all these little notes for me. This is awesome. We are both unvaxxed. He has been on two different beta blockers and a blood thinner for two months, but is not correcting the issues. Because of the staffing shortages here at most hospitals due to non-compliance of VAX mandates, the soonest he can get in for an echocardiogram is the first week of January. This is even worth, this is even worth an emergency referral from his cardiologist. So the next course of action is to perform a cardioversion, which is a procedure to stop his heart and shock it back to the normal sinus sinus rhythm. We do not have a date scheduled, but they are aiming to do this probably next week. This is typically not a risky procedure. However, since they can't do an echocardiogram first, they don't know what, if any damage he may have to his heart. So the risk factor goes up. CJ Patriot. Okay. No, CJ Patriot, we're going to fix this. I'm going to do it right now. We'll give, we'll give this, they need a shock to the heart. I'll give a Jesus shock to the heart, Holy Spirit shock to the heart. Watch this one. We'll get this in here. We'll make this thing work. This will be great. Ready, Patriots? Let's do this. Father, we are praying for C.J. Patriot's husband who is suffering from an AFib issue in a heart that seems to be out of sync with the body. And Father, we know that the heart is the bridge to you. So, Father, we pray in heavily right now and for a moment for the power of the Holy Spirit to connect with that heart and to hold that heart. And, Jesus, we just ask that you place your hand upon that heart as we place our hands there as well. 
And now we pray in the alignment with heaven and earth. We breathe in life. And as we breathe in life, we breathe in a restoration of the rhythmic beat of the heart with that of the heart of the Father. Breathe in. Breathe in, Holy Spirit. Breathe out. Breathe in, Holy Spirit. Breathe out that which was. Breathe in, Holy Spirit. Breathe out that which was. And now breathe in life as we breathe life upon this. We breathe restoration. We breathe restoration upon C.J. Patriot's husband. And we start to feel that pulse and that beat, the connection, the perfection, the unity between the heart and heaven. Father, we just pray that umbrella that you will dispatch an umbrella of healing angels around him and to place their hands upon him and to restore this heart to the perfection and that when they go to do this procedure they'll find that there's no reason to do it that the heart is in sync as it should be let the doctors be amazed to be stunned by the immediate and rapid healing and let the need for the procedure be stopped so that he can step in now walking as one that is healed by the grace of our King and the power of heaven. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Prayer request. My friend Trish, her, Becky, and I are all like the three amigos. She had a second stroke and is en route to the hospital. Her first stroke was about six or seven years ago while on a motorcycle trip from our ranch with our ranch friends. They were ATVing up the Black Hills and she tossed her rig. We've been re noticing some old behavior and thinking to mention it to her family, but didn't want to overstep. Goes to show, better to do that than stay silent. She's blessed she was able to get to medical attention in time. Flight works, Mary. This is not a rebuke, but it's a statement to what we all do. And as we started this out today with the discussion, when I talked about CJ asking, where's my rescuer? We have an obligation to help one another. And we tend to be so sensitive to say things. I don't know why we do this. And we all do it at one point or another. We're so apprehensive to, quote, step across the line. That's not what we're supposed to be doing. Because when we're speaking from love, we're speaking from the right place that whether or not it's received well, it ultimately will be received well because it's the voice of Father. And therein lies the problem, is that we try to walk this world as our own. And this is not a rebuke, but it's an important reflection of what is said. And what we're said here is a lesson that... We've been noticing old behavior and thinking of mentioning it to our family, but didn't want to overstep. How can you overstep if you're listening to Father and speaking his word? Anchor yourself in the Holy Spirit. Pray into these moments and let Father guide your words. Don't take it on yourself. And that's the whole problem, is we need to be walking in unity and unison with our Father. We need to be walking in unison with the power of the Holy Spirit. And we need to be walking as children that have been given the authorities by Jesus himself to heal. Ezekiel 34, God judges the spiritual shepherds and the number one thing he judges them by is healing the sick and the broken. It is our obligation. It is not a choice. Father God, we pray into Trish as a community down the surrounds around her raises up their hands and says, 
Father, we declare healing over Trish, miraculous and powerful healing, a healing for a stroke that appears to have come about, and now we pray into the healing of the deepest kind, the healing of the heart and the healing of those deeper inner workings in our body that cause these problems to occur. Father, we bless her with the envelope and a glowing envelope of the power of the Holy Spirit to flood her and to fill her from head to toe and toe to head. And we establish a powerful wall of hedge of protection around her to keep her safe and any of the demonic that may be there trying to take this opportunity to be lecherous or pariah. We cast you out and break those chains. And we breathe life into Tammy, into Trish, I'm sorry, life into Trish, life into Trish. And we breathe life deep and let that life flow from all through her head down to her toe. And the restorative powers of the Holy Spirit overcome her. And Father, we take this moment as this blossoms up into the world and we see Trish now being restored and the vibrancy returning. Let this moment equally be one that settles into each person's heart as a reminder that we have an obligation to walk in the space of healing and to seek you and your guidance and not take it upon ourselves. But as we see things, to pray into you, to let you guide our hand, to let you guide our words so that truth can be spoken, origin for, originating for you, from you, so that no matter how it is received, it ultimately will be heard. And therein, we walk that place of disciples, as healers, as the princes and the priests of the world. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Be bold. All right, next up. I was not going to share for coffee and Jesus, but Father had other plans and woke, and woke me from a dead sleep with instructions to do so. We are blessed with a beautiful Thanksgiving with Family Thursday. After lunch, a lifelong issue I have dealt with decided to rear its ugly head. Urinary retention, which comes on very rapidly and requires immediate attention. So Gary and I go to our rural emergency room. I praise God we are blessed with Christian doctors that listen. Scott, you always want details. This may be too much, but I know I'm supposed to share for someone else to be healed as well. Um, stop right there. There's not too much. If the God's guiding us, then we need to hear it. Because it's the details that we are within the details, we find the place to pray the greatest. So praise to you. And this is from Tammy. Praise to you for having the courage to listen and be obedient to Father. I was born with a very narrow urethra, which causes you to always have to urge to have the urge to void, and you can never empty your bladder completely. So the urge never leaves. I am 61. At age 33, which was 28 years ago, my doctor in Houston started dilating my urethra with excellent results. I had to do this every three months to start out with, but over the years, every six months, but over the years, and over the years, every six months. Not a pleasant procedure, but well worth it. In 2009, I was blessed with a urologist who was determined to find out an alternative after thorough testing, um, because he could not understand the straining involved in having to simply void, he discovered the muscle which had relaxed to, re to perform the simple task did not work. He was so excited to share that I was not 
then I would not have to dilate or catheter as often as as often and hopefully not at all. He said a muscle relaxer targeted for that part of the body should help. And what a life changer it has been. Since 2009, I have only needed to a catheter a few times. But this time, I had an infection which requires antibiotics and the catheter because the bladder spasms are so intense and painful. Of course, it is a holiday weekend, so seeing my urologist is not possible until Monday. Now that I know about the authority of Christ Jesus has given us, I expect complete healing with the prayers that have already been prayed over me and the ones that will be said today. We, are, we have rebuked the generational curse because my dad had the same issues. So I know not only will healing occur with, with me, but with someone else who has the same issues. Thank you in advance. I add we are praying for your upcoming surgery with authority of total success, speedy healing, and testimony to share that will change lives. God bless, Tammy. Father, what a beautiful testimony. And Jesus, we just please hear our prayers today. Because this is a, a case here where there's no reason that this should continue. And so it will not. So with the authorities given to us, Jesus, that are sealed in your blood, we declare healing, total and immediate and miraculous healing over Tammy. That this issue of the muscle and the muscle that won't work, that causes issues with her bladder and voiding, is now completely resolved. No more issue, no more reason to go to the doctor, no more reason to have to have catheters, no more reason to be on medical medicines anymore. We pray into this in the high, mighty power of the Holy Spirit to fill Tammy from head to toe and toe to head. And we declare complete and total healing over her as we place a hedge of protection around her that goes infinitely high and infinitely low. Any influence of the demonic, any generational curses we now declare broken and, and no longer valid, all voided, placed at the feet of Jesus to be cast into the lake of fire. And we breathe life into Tammy, a spark of life that comes from the heart that flows through the entire body, that overcomes anything and any physical limitation that is there. And we breathe confidence and hope and relief. And we take away those memories of hesitation and doubt, of wondering and questioning, the, will it work? The question is, it has and it will be no more. And so, Father, we breathe in miraculous and powerful healing, hands up, praying in. And so, Father, in this moment, as we raise her up and lift her up, we see the glory of heaven shine through her and the healing and restoration completely and totally through her. And we praise Jesus. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. You know I don't like doing prayers for myself, Tammy. You put me on the spot. All right. I'll agree by the nature of the things. She adds the final prayer. I add we are praying for your upcoming surgery with authority to have total success, speedy healing, and testimony to share that will, will change lives. Father, the walk that I take on Tuesday is a walk for you and a reclaiming of what I did wrong. This is a walk of a repenting heart that now places myself 
before you in obedience and to reclaim that which I took and I took without authority and without reverence for who you are to sever the seed which itself was never ours to take or to choose. So Father, in this process that we now walk, in this walk that we now take together, as I do so as your son obedient to you, let this moment and this change be profound, not just for me. For this is not a walk about me. This is a walk as you have shown me yourself on the restoration of the church, then the revival of men, and the stopping of procedures to stop the expansion and glory of the kingdom and the glory of all the gifts given to this seed to build a family of children. So, Father, forgive me for what has been done. And in this hour of forgiveness and my walk of repentance, let it also be heard that this is now something that we can use and I know you will use towards the changing of the greater good. Let the stories that we tell change lives. Let the stories that we tell take it to the root to revive the family. And let the stories that we tell spark the power of the new church as it rises up to be the glory of this land that focuses on the glory of the family, the children, the building of new tribes, and the building of new nations. In this I pray, in Christ Jesus' name, amen. So, thanks, Tammy. <laughs> that, that was not easy. Good evening. My name is Debbie. I'm asking for prayer for healing for my knees. Thank you and God bless. Well, Debbie, we want your knees healed. And whatever the ailment is, you need to pick up your crate and walk. For this is a moment of choice. Put your eyes on Jesus. Keep Jesus in your heart. And with the power of the prayer and the power of the Holy Spirit, your knees are now healed. They'll be strong again. They'll be pain-free again. But now keep your eyes on Jesus. You are healed. You are healed in the heart. Breathe in, Holy Spirit. But do this. Begin on your knees before him. To thank him. To worship him to accept him in your heart deeper than ever before, and then lift your eyes and see him. For as he extends his hand to you, accept and stand. And as you stand, walk, pick up your crate and walk, for you are now healed in Christ Jesus' name. Debbie, amen. My boss, who is also a good friend, is going for an esophageal. Oh, here I go again. I, I already know the call is coming. Corey's going to be like, I'm getting you for Christmas a medical dictionary. I swear. It's probably going to happen. Esophageal scan tomorrow. He's evidently been having some pain and difficulty swallowing. Esophageal. Golly, I can't even read. Esophageal scan tomorrow. He's evidently been having some pain and difficulty swallowing. I declare healing in the name of Jesus. And the doctors will find nothing, and my boss will never suffer another symptom. S.D. Keith. Father God, we just pray over S.D. Keith's boss. And whatever this ailment is, it's affecting the esophageal area. And we just put, place our hands up and around him, and we breathe in life, and we pray in healing 
and restoration and the return to what his body was intended to be. We cast off any of the demonic, and there is something there, by the way. Father, there is a, there is a, there is a serpent, a choking serpent around him. And so, Father, we reach in right now and we grab that serpent and we pull it from the neck and we cast it to the feet of Jesus and ask it to be cast into the lake of fire. And we breathe life into this man. And demonic, whatever the demonic hold is now, we break it and we rebuke it and sever that tie forever. And this man is now proclaimed as by a child of, of the kingdom. And may this moment be one that fills his heart. Whatever he is with Jesus, let this moment fill his heart in such a profound way that he feels the power of Jesus in his heart. And Jesus, may you show your face to him so that he can see truly the power of the king. And may this moment be one that begins on his knees, humbled and blessed, and to cast off that demonic tie, and to free him and heal him in his heart with the love of Christ, in Christ Jesus' name, amen. My 91-year-old dad has an eye infection causing his right eye to not function. On medical medicated eye drops for a week, still struggling with his blood pressure, Sarah Johnson. Well, Father, we breathe life into Sarah Johnson's dad. And we breathe life into vision that he may see clearly and the scales fall. And this infection is an infection of the demonic. And we sever that tie with the demonic. We place a hedge of protection around him and we breathe life into his heart. We ask that the scales that are trying to build be cast off and that the infection be cleared out. And it is given eyes to see truly with the depth of kingdom. And then, Father, would this moment be one of restoration and to end, no matter where he is in the pathway of his life, to make this a moment where he sees most clearly ever in these final days that it is not and will not be infected but rather it will be cleared so that all that he sees in the heart of kingdom is more brilliant, more vibrant, and more loving than he's ever imagined before. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. So I'm going to ask you to do a prayer for my dad. Similar issue. My dad will be 87 next month. He has lost sight in one eye due to a cornea separation and his other eye is beginning to get cataracts. Father God, we raise up prayers for my father, and we pray in deep into the heart of the Holy Spirit. We pray into him. And Father, we take away any of the burdens of his heart that are now causing the limitation of sight. Let those burdens be removed and not to cloud his vision as he walks. Let him hear the voice of his son, that I love you, Father. And all is forgiven between us and all around us. And may this moment be truly a moment of healing of a depth that we've never imagined. May the eye that is unable to see be restored as he now sees a greater world and sees it deeper in his heart. Let that moment be that the eye that has been for so many years unable to see is now restored. A true miracle of you, Father. 
And may that healing come through the heart. And may the healing come with the ability to truly see that which has been so hard to see for so many years, which he's now beginning to accept and understand. And may with that may there come a spark to once again in his life accept Jesus in a new way, a profound way, a restoration. And we breathe in life. And we breathe in life into his eyes in brilliant ways. That any limitation to what is seen is cast off and the eyes are returned back to his original strength. The days of when he flew, the pilot of the Navy pilot, when his eyes were 20-20 and perfect. We pray this in the power of the Holy Spirit to flood through him, to fill him, to restore that and to break off any of those chains and anchors of the past. And now to see into this world and beyond with new eyes. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. It's my favorite holiday. Gratitude was the life preserver that rescued me from drowning in the pit of despair 14 years ago. As my infant son was battling kidney failure, we had one set we had one setback after another. We nearly lost him twice. I was failing as a nursing mother to provide for his basic needs. He was failing to thrive. The whole trauma wrecked me for close to two years. We had a mountain of medical debt. I had a, I'd quit my job to care for him full time. My husband's salary was reduced and we didn't know if we would find, the, find him dead or alive in the crib each morning. All I could see were hard times because I was looking through a lens of despair. One day, the Holy Spirit grabbed my attention and by saying, you will just be thankful. I was, I'm restate, will you just be thankful? I was driving at the time and had a hard time finding something to be thankful for. So I started with the basics. Thank you, Jesus, that I have a car. Thank you that there are paved roads to drive on. Thank you that I have gas in my car. The act of being thankful was what turned my life around. Nothing about my situation has changed, but I changed my perspective. Now, gratitude is as easy as breathing. I want to encourage you, no matter what you are facing today, the loss of a spouse, loneliness because you have no immediate family left, a terminal diagnosis, employment uncertainty, a prodigal child that went that wants nothing to do with you, an unfaithful spouse, find something you can be thankful for. We enter the courts of the Lord when we are thankful, and that's no better place to be than in his presence. Laura Sanger. Those, that's a good word. That's a beautiful word. Thank you, Laura. Father, we come to you today with thankful hearts as a reminder of what this week was really about and has always been about, is to be thankful for all that we're given, the smallest to the greatest. Father, let us all sit here for a moment and reflect on all that we have, not what we don't have or what we desire, but all that we have and all that has been given. Let us truly be thankful for each little thing and each great thing. 
as we humble ourselves before you in reverence for all that you give. Let us stop and not look across a fence to see what someone else has, but rather reflect deeply on what you provided for us. And let us understand the power of mercy and grace, a true sense of a forgiving, loving, and thankful heart who places ourselves before you in honor of all you bring to truly transform who we are, not as me, but as the collective us, the body of Christ. Let us step away from the obsessions of what I want and rather step into the glory of what you see in us and to embrace that, to lean on you and let the power of love flow through us. Father, we're thankful. We're thankful for this moment here in time that we're able to use a space, a, a small territory within the internet, a vast space of unknown, to come together in a congregation to literally pray across space and time. We're thankful for not being limited or bounded by the stone walls of a church, but rather expanding the glory of, of heaven to the hearts of the church that's within each one of us. We're thankful for the fellowships we built and continue to build. And we're thankful for the relationships we build in seemingly impossible times, and yet they're strong as blood. We're thankful for what we've overcome. We're thankful for you walking a path now where we can literally raise up a nation. We can stand in the gap for the children, and we can plant our flag and say the family will be restored. We're thankful for the courage you give us in our hearts to face the enemy without shaking, to look deep within the enemy's hearts and remind them that we are the children of the Most High. We're thankful for the overcoming. We're thankful for even in the moments when we think we have nothing, we realize how much riches we have in heaven through you. We're thankful for you, Father. We're thankful for the sacrifice made by Jesus on our behalf. We're thankful for the freedom given to us and the victory provided for us on the cross. And we're thankful to be on the ground now, bringing that victory into the earth. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Okay, next. BPA, which is Border Patrol Agent Freddy Ortiz's, Ortiz's on-duty death is a targeted and stark reminder of the dangerous nature of our business, the dangerous nature of our mission. I am grateful to all of the agents, first responders, and medical staff who attempted to save his life. My thoughts and prayers are with his family, friends, and loved ones. Rest in peace, hero. Police Frequency and John R. Maudlin. Father, we just want to thank you for the opportunity to pray for Freddie Ortiz and his death and the dangers that exist on our southern border. As our tyrannical government continues to open up that space to try to bring in those that will destroy this nation. Father, let Freddie Ortiz's death be a reminder to every border agent down there that if you are going to walk in the authorities of a tyrannical government, those authorities will ultimately come to bite you. They have no loyalty to you. 
So turn your eyes away from the tyranny of government. Turn your eyes away from the security of your job and turn your eyes on the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights, and what you swore an oath to. It's not a time to be playing politics. It's a time to save a nation. And you're now on the front line. So let Freddy Ortiz's death be one that you remember and is remembered for what it is, a targeted death that could befall every agent on that border because you are not working for a government. You're working for a criminal organization. And it's time that you make a stand, a brotherhood, a covenant between you. Not to be obedient to tyrannical laws, but to be servants of the Lord and knowing that as servants of the Lord, you are watchers on the wall. And now you hold the line and you fill the gap and you speak the truth into the world for otherwise it is blood on your hands. So let this moment be one of celebration of what you gained, a mission, a clarity, an understanding of where you need to stand and a reminder and an opportunity to raise a man's death into the glory of memory for the service of heaven. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, everyone, for your continued prayers for my husband. He's getting better. There are still some blind spots in his vision, but we are learning, leaning into the Lord, and I'm helping him heal with the power of love, prayers, and lots of support. Patriot Girl 1776. Father, we just continue to pray for the miraculous healing of Patriot Girl 1776's husband and that those, the full and complete restoration of the body is made with the power and blessings of the Holy Spirit. We pray healing into him. We pray that this blind spots be removed. We pray that the heart be restored and truly the power of the Holy Spirit flow from head to toe and toe to head. And we breathe life in a mighty way, so mighty that it literally sparkles and shines through the eyes and spoken through the words and the skip and the step. Father, we pray healing and declare healing over Patriot Girl 1776. Amen. Texas was and is the kickoff. Things are popping off in the Lone Star State. Pray for victory against the oppression of these big tech oligarchs. Real American. Texas is the battleground right now of many others, but it is one of the primary battlegrounds. The tech oligarchs are all rooted in Satanism. Father God, we're praying against the strongholds of the satanic order that is taking hold within the state of Texas to try to use that place as an entry point to create terror and destruction across this land. We rebuke every Masonic order and we cast them into the lake of fire, severing their ties and binds to every person in this government and let them be exposed fully to this world for the horrors and satanic wretches that they are. Father, we place a hedge of protection around every patriot that's on that border in Texas and we anoint them with the clarity of vision and we declare them truly warriors of the Most High. Let them be humbled before the King. Let them breathe in the mightiness of the Holy Spirit and let this hour be one of reckoning that those that are trying to rain down the power and terror upon the state of Texas and upon this nation, you will be rebuked and you will be held accountable for you will be exposed and let that exposure begin. Let us see truly from the darkness that which lurks. Bring it into the light, Father. 
Let us see clearly what they do, and let no stone be unturned. Let us know where they root, and let us know where they tie. Let their binds and their ties be exposed so that it can be expunged. This is a Jericho moment, and let nothing stand that is of this level of evil. For let it be purged to the very core, the very seed in which they've spread, and let their existence be no more. This is an hour, Father, where those on the front lines need our blessings and they have our prayers. Mighty shields of prayers wrap around them. And, Father, we pray for a reinforcement of the war angels from heaven to stand alongside of them in droves and thousands, slaying the demons that will try to take them as we slay the flesh as you call by your hand. And let this be an hour where we save the children, we restore the families that are broken, that are being trafficked into this world, and we stop those demons that are coming across them using these children as shields and ways to traffic and move their weapons and their whores into this land. We rebuke any attempt by those of the darkness to bring drugs, traffic children, or bring their satanic ways into this world. And we stand here in the gap along with every man and woman on that border. And we speak the word Jesus in a mighty way and let it echo south into the borders and south into the countries. Let it shake the very root of who they are. And we speak it mightily from the wall, the wall that says Jesus. And let the hearts of the wary quake. And those that follow the false gods that claim to be the one God, let them be exposed and let them be humbled by the presence of Jesus himself. For these words will stir deep within their heart. And as it stirs deep within their heart, it'll fracture their, their satanic ways, their false worship, their idolatries that have nothing to do with heaven. Father, let our voices resound across this country, shaking the very root of this nation. Let the satanic orders, the deep Masonic temples be shaken with the words that we are the children of the Most High. For we have awakened and we're coming. And there's no stopping us now, for we walk with our king, and we will return this land to him and steal it from your hands as you try to steal it from ours. And we will leave you smoted on the battlefield, weary and begging for mercy. And there you will be given one choice, worship him or be cast into the lake of fire. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Dear Bart's family, I'm asking for prayers for my sister, Judy. She has macular degeneration in both eyes and was recently told that there is nothing else they can do to stop the progress, progression towards blindness, total spellcasting, and that she has months, maybe a year of vision left. She is a baby Christian, new to faith, and this has set her back. I tried talking her, telling, talking to her about healing, but she did not want to hear it. She has completely closed herself off. She is brokenhearted and angry. Please, dear family, join me in rebuking this spell casting over my sister and declaring complete healing of her eyes and her spirit. Thank you all, and God bless. Matriarch. Spellcasting, you know how much I dislike spellcasting. It's what our medical industry is born on. Always done by the same thing. If they can't explain it, they simply spellcast it out into existence. And that won't stand here. Father God, we are praying for Judy, a young Christian, who is now being challenged with something as 
not surprising as a young Christian, where she's been targeted. As always happens when we accept Christ, to try to take away that which we value the most. And Father, it's no surprise that as she has gained sight through the love in Jesus, that the devil tries to take her sight in the flesh. So Father, we rebuke the spell cast to try to tell her that she will lose her sight. That is no longer possible, for this is a child of the Most High. And we rebuke and sever the ties of any of those spell casts, any of those soul ties that might have been bound or created. And we come out of agreement with them. And we breathe that into her. And we breathe life into her. And we breathe life into Judy and a restoration of the power with the Holy Spirit flowing through her and let that spark of Jesus light again. This is the devil working. And so, Father, we break the bonds and ties of the serpents that roll around her. We cast them off into the lake of fire. We place a hedge of protection around Judy, strong and mighty. And Father, with your blessing, we ask that war angels can take position around that hedge to ward off any attacks by the enemy. They're trying to claim her and break her will to take her away from her faith and love in Jesus. And Jesus, we ask that you'll step in now as king to put your hand upon her, have her look at you, and to be fully restored and have her eyes be regenerated. Let this be the words that she hears in those moments, that your sight in him is what they're trying to take. So stand strong and do not bow. Father, our hands are around her and we're praying healing and miraculous healing and we're declaring that healing in the blood of the cross, the blood of Jesus, our Savior, as we bring it before the throne. And we ask that healing angels can join her, hold her, and stay with her as this evil that has taken hold is purged and her eyes and vision restored. And as they are restored, let her vision be greater than ever before. For let her be given the gift of sight into the spirit, sight into places she never thought possible. Let her be anointed as a voice of sight. And let this moment of trial strengthen her heart, not weaken it. And so we breathe again. We breathe life into her heart to restore her mightiness in the anchoring of kingdom and the love of Jesus. Let her hear and let those demonic voices that are now trying to keep her from hearing, let them be cast off and let her ears be clear to hear and hear the voices of those that are praying for her. And let that spark of love reach her heart to ignite once again the passion of Christ that lives within. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. So here is a strange question. I write letters to Jesus, my husband, and I both do. We also write replies, but here is where we get interesting. Our letters are supposed to be a reflection of our opinion of what we think Jesus would say. But my husband noticed that it was different than what he thought it should be. Then his mom and I realized that it wasn't in his handwriting either. But we felt such peace with it and nothing was contrary to our faith and morals, so we continue. Sometimes mine are not right and do not feel peace, so I stop writing and I pray. But several letters... but. But my last several letters, all I feel is an odd mix of peace and sadness. I was told in my letter that my mother was not long for this life, this world, and to make 
the most of my time to forgive her for her past issues till still in my heart. I just found out she doesn't she does have a possible life-threatening issue, but she does not trust the surgery it would take to fix so she hasn't properly gone to the hospital. I was horrified. But she will not and there is no trusted doctors here for her. My most recent letter said she will leave me at the new year. I feel conflicted on this letter. I am conflicted about the piece. I feel I felt writing it and I'm curious what Bard says about spellcasting. What are the thoughts of you all? Kansas mom author. Stop this writing immediately. That's what I'm going to tell you to do. Stop it immediately. This is not of God. You can write letters to Jesus, but when you start asking for responses back in writing and it comes up and not in your hand, you're getting into a demonic bridge. Stop it immediately and break off those spells. Father God, we intervene here and on behalf of heaven, we, we cast off and break these chains because within this, this is the work of the devil. Truly to add a positive and then whisper in death. For you are a father and you are a God of life. And so, Father, we breathe life into this. We breathe life into this moment. We break off those chains and this terminal end that's being spell cast into this family's life. This is a curse of death. So, Father, we place a hedge of protection around this family and we pray for an awakening of hearts to realize that this is not games we play. It's a curious thing of, of the longing. And, I, and I, this is a rebuke, and I'm going to make it blunt. Why is it that we long so much? Just pray and listen. But once we begin to opening up these channels, this letter writing, this is straight out of Aleister Crowley stuff. This is how the demonic works. God speaks to us in many forms. And it is just what we do. So it is a point here right now that we have to let go of the moment. We have to focus in on where Jesus lives in our heart. And we have to truly start to breathe in life and step away from trying to seek him in these many dark forms. This is straight-up demonic activity. So, Father God, we pray for a breaking of the curses that have settled in upon this family. And we pray that this family truly will be blessed with the Holy Spirit. This family will be blessed with the power of Jesus in their life. This family will be blessed with a power of love of Jesus that they'll feel in their hearts and not have to seek it through paper in the correspondence with the darkness. So, Father, we ask that you bless them, awaken their hearts, in Christ Jesus' name, amen. All right, moving on. Whew, that's dark stuff. Dearest friends, <clears throat> my much-loved Bard's family, Please pray for my dad. Please ask God to ease his suffering. He is 91. 
He has started suddenly declining rapidly. He has been such a wonderful dad, and we are so close, and we love each other so much. Oh, this is Melanie. We did this earlier. I feel so much love after Fishers of Men chat Friday night, hearing the testimonies of others. I know dad loves Jesus, and I know he will be going to his eternal home with Father God. My heart is breaking, though. I am trusting Holy Spirit to guide Scott with prayers. So thankful for our family here. And Melanie, we did pray earlier, and we'll pray again. Father God, we just pray for them. We just pray for Melanie and her father. These are tight bonds with a father and a daughter. And as we prayed earlier, we'll pray again to let this moment be one of healing and one of acceptance and one of forgiveness of anything left on the table. And let this moment be one of pure joy to celebrate the life that they've had together and the love that they share. And wherever he is, let this moment be one of brightness and full life all the way to the very end. Whatever that time is, but let the focus be on the moment, not on the end. Celebrate every moment and live within it. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Prayers for a local sheriff's deputy who was shot in the head during the traffic stop. After surgery, he remains in critical condition, but is stable at this time. I have spoken with the family, and with their permissions, we are releasing the name and the condition of the deputy who was shot yesterday, 11-16-23. He is Corporal Lucas Watts. He is 27 years old and has served with the sheriff's office since March of 2020. Lucas came to the Oconee County Sheriff's Office from the Anderson County Sheriff's Office where he served for approximately two and a half years. Corporal Rotz is currently assigned to our PACE, Proactive Community Enhancement Team, and serves in a Marine unit. Lucas is an outstanding deputy and professionally serves and protects the citizens of Okanoe County. Please continue to pray for Lucas, his family, and all the men and women in law enforcement. So he's been... I'm trying to see if it says... didn't say much about his condition, but he's been shot in the head during a traffic stop. That's Nikki Knight. Father, we used to pray for this sheriff... And this is Sheriff Corporal Lucas Watts, 27 years old, who was shot in the head during a traffic stop. And so, Father, we bring this to the, truly before you and ask for a, a powerful and miracle prayer to happen. Father, we pray deeply into the heart of this sheriff and his family. We pray life into him. And we pray for miracle healing and surround him with a hedge of protection as we pray in powerfully and declare healing over him. Let those moments be that the family has to sit and sit vigil around him, to pray for him. We cast off any spell cast that may have been embedded in him and any of the medical staff that's trying to forecast his doom. And rather, we speak life in all things. And we pray life in all things. And we restore him in the mighty name of Jesus, in Christ Jesus' name, amen. This will likely come out nowhere for some of you, This will likely come out of nowhere for some of you, but when life backs you into a desperate corner, 
you find out that you really you find out what you really believe and i choose his way i'm about to walk into a prayer healing meeting i traveled across the country to pennsylvania and i sacrificed greatly to do this i left my family including my breastfeeding toddler just to be here i came to receive a miracle in my body i ask any of you who believe in jesus and the power of his name to please take a moment stop what you are doing and stand in faith with me in an increasingly hardened world that seems to be only accept that we can see and feel and where the mere mention of Jesus sets people's teeth on edge. I am asking you if you really believe to rise up, be bold with me and agree. He, he is who he says he is. Cassie is asking for prayer for a complete healing of her body. She believes strongly in the power of prayer for her healing. She is a mother of two young boys. She has a supporting husband. She is asking God for a miracle, that her organs be restored to the perfection of God's creation. Please pray this prayer for me out, of, out, of, uh, out loud. Jesus, I believe in the mighty power of your name, and I declare its authority over every sickness. Your word says that when we agree in prayer with your, your name, that it shall be done. I believe with you. I believe with you all things are possible, and therefore I stand with Cass in agreement with this miracle. I release my faith by speaking your mind, your word over the body, knowing it shall come to pass. I declare in the name of Jesus that your stripes cast, that your stripes cast is healed and um, made whole. Every organ in the body is restored and function in the perfection that you created it to function. I declare all sickness, disease, and malfunction are gone from the body in Jesus' name. We thank you, Jesus, for the, the man manifestations of the mighty miracle of the of her body we give you all the glory amen pamela kusin and cassie father we stand in agreement for the healing of cassie we just pray for a massive healing of cassie over her whole body and ask that she has the miracles of cassie's healing the healing of the, of the miracle god and whatever restoration that she seeks that be completed and fulfilled and given her total restoration of her body in the name of kingdom and jesus himself amen Praise reports. Another praise report here. My wife and her son arrived safely home after a 2,200-mile five-day jaunt from New Mexico to Minnesota and back for my wife's uncle funeral, uncle's funeral, Zeban. Well, praise Jesus. Thank you for the blessings and safety of travel for Zeban's family. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all for the prayers and well wishes in the birth of my first grandchild. Caitlin and McKinley are home, but are well. McKinley is growing fast and is a gift from God, Nikki Knight. Praise Jesus. And thank you, Father, for bringing yet another beauty and glorified child into this world. We thank you for all that you give and all that you bless us with with each birth into this world in Christ Jesus name amen and then we've got a couple more here I just adopted a little girl in Cartagena Colombia named Catalias through Compassion International I'm excited to bring the love of Jesus Christ and other basic needs to this girl and her family through a local church her birthday was November 1st. 
if you join me in praying for Catalinas. She's an adorable girl, and I'm blessed financially, so I'm gladly supporting her. Thanks for your prayers for her. I'm also thankful to God that I'm in a season of plenty. Kids Voice. Well, Father, we just ask and pray for blessings over Kids Voice and all that heaven can provide. The resources needed to pour down upon him to continue to bring up this young little girl, Catalias, into this world as the new parent and to giving this child hope and the love of Christ. May you bless them. May you bless this family. May you provide them with all that they need. And may you fill this child with the heart of Jesus that she can become a voice in the kingdom and the days to come. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. I would love prayers for my son and his wife. They just announced they will be blessed with their first child. She is from Canada and has been vaxxed, and my son has, has had one vax. So far, far, everything is normal. The child is due, such wonderful blessing. The child is due in June, and everyone is overjoyed. I am grateful for God to bring these two lovely people together and add to the loving and growing family. Patricia Y. She is from Canada and has been vaxxed, and my son has had one vax. Okay, this gets to the root and to the seed. Father God, we're just praying for this new child, Patricia, wise celebrating. And what we're praying for is the cleansing of the blood. The parents have been vaxxed and accepted the vax, which itself gets to the DNA. And we know this. And we know that the potential to corrupt this offspring is huge. So, Father, we break that tie and that soul tie that's now being forged within the womb. And we pray in for the power of the Holy Spirit to cleanse this and to provide a child into this world that is pure blood, not corrupted blood from the vax. As harsh as these words are, this is real. And unfortunately, consequences of decisions made. So we bless and pray for blessings of these parents, but equally pray for the protection of this child that's now been mixed with a combination of the, of the bloods that have now that have been infected by this inject, injection. May that in, infection be purified, cleansed, and burned. And may the child that arrives be that of the dross having been burnt off and the silver being refined. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Last one. One of my college classmates just posted this about his daughter. Pray for Eliana. She's seizuring unresponsive and on an ambulance to the hospital right now. Please pray for her. She's four years old and has had health issues since she was born. The first 11 months of her life were spent in the hospital. And at one point, she was on a list of lung replacement surgery. She improved enough to not need that, but has had many other procedures over the years. This family has had a rough ride, but has have kept their faith through it all and could use some extra prayers in their latest crisis, Jess 464. So, Father, we pray for Eliana. We pray deeply for Eliana. We pray for her total healing. We pray for the blessings of heaven to surround her and the light of Christ to fill her and a powerful hedge of protection to be established around her. And we breathe life into Eliana, powerful life into Eliana, life that will restore her and bring her to the light of kingdom, Life, life that will raise her up, life 
that will bring her into this world as a true child of God, having suffered the trials of youth to become a powerful voice into the future. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. All right, patriots. That is it for the day. So, all of our prayers are spoken. This reading something here. I pulled off road to ask for Tanner, mid-20s motorcycle accident. Car pulled out in front of him a few days ago. Sewed liver together, removed spleen, removed fluids around him. Okay, I'm not sure what that's a I'm not sure if that's a prayer request or not. Okay. Well, we'll just kind of encapsulate it all in, in a group of prayers. Father God, I just want to thank you today for this amazing time that we come together in a fellowship that we have, a mighty fellowship that we share in the purpose of healing and restoring, to literally rescue, heal, and restore. Father, for any prayers that we weren't able to reach today, we just ask for the blessings of those prayers to be answered as we continue to press forward with the mightiness of kingdom we walk within the second heaven. Father, for all of those out here that are hearing the call, let them answer the call. And let them be in a moment now where they truly can hear your voice and hear it clearly. We are in an hour right now, Father, when there is so much activity to blind our hearing. A moment now when our hearts are calling to you, but equally so many hearts are empty and trying to seek the flesh to fill them rather than seek the glory of heaven to fulfill them. So, Father, we ask that those wounds that are there, that are blinding people to you, be healed. Father, this is a time now that we're getting down to the root to restore the family, to restore the church. And so, Father, we pray that, and we ask as we step into these next weeks, that those messages, those, those words that are given will truly get to the core of the root of the church to restore it, to break down the dead stone walls, to lift up the mightiness of the glory of heaven, to speak those words across without limitation, but always with the love of Jesus. And may the words come alive as they're intended to be. Not spoken as text, but spoken truly as the blessings of those that you give us in this world. That as the Bible reads us, we read it. As we dig deeper into the world, we read the Bible. And then again, it reads more deeply into our heart to reveal the mysteries of the greater world. To inspire us to do the greater works. To inspire us to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. To inspire us to heal the sick and the broken, to inspire us to cast out demons and to raise the dead, to inspire us to reach the levels of miracle healing, mass deliverance, the prophetic and the apostolic, and to truly hear those gifts as gifts available to all. Let us reach, let us humble ourselves before you, and let us truly be in a moment where we are blessed with the mightiness of all that we are. Let the true power of Jesus touch each person's heart and let it be overwhelming to a degree that anything that we carry from the past is burned off. That we identify ourselves through him, not through the idolatries of this world. That we don't p- 
placed ourselves in places of trying to mask ourselves to be something other than we are, but truly that we are children of of the Most High, that we walk in the body of Christ and see ourselves that way, not with the masks and the costumes that we like to wear to give identity to something false of this world. Let our hearts be pure to Him, and in so doing, let our hearts see each other purely as they are. And where there is darkness, let it be revealed. And where there is light, let it shine deeply into the darkness to let nothing go unexposed. For the hearts of anger that roam, let the word of, let the peace of Jesus settle in. And for the truth that people don't want to see, let it be seen. Father, this is a mighty hour where nothing can be hidden. It must, not, it must be exposed. And it is a mighty hour in which we build the covenants, the true covenants with heaven not the mimicry and mockery of this world. And let our understanding be clear as we walk that there is a path, a narrow path, that we may stay true upon. And with that, there will be voices that will speak out, screaming and claiming that we do wrong. But let us keep our eyes on you. Let us hear your voice purely. And let us continue to walk uninterrupted. For we know that there's so many that don't want to be released from the bondages of this world. So many that want to live with a noble cause, forgetting that the only noble cause they need is to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. But they fail. They fail because the emptiness in their heart, the unwillingness to accept the failure of their walk because they seek so much in the material rather than walking in the spiritual. So, Father, we pray for a blessing upon those hearts to shake them, to truly shake them to the root and to shake them in such a mighty way that there can be no question as to who is the one God, the true God, the God of hosts. Father, this is a mighty time in which we all come together and we walk truly in the blessings of heaven. This is a time when you're giving us eyes to see and gifts unbefore unimagined. And this is an era truly of the new era of kingdom. So let us walk into that epic time Let us embrace what is before us. Let us pray. Let us marinate in the word. Let us hear your voice. And let us truly rise up to be greater in he. And we say all these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Well, patriots, I want to thank you very much for another blessed Sunday prayer event. It was a great event today. We had a lot of good stuff. So, we'll see you tonight for Peace Be Still. Until then or until the next time, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We're at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, see you tonight for Peace Be Still. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. Oh, I want to feel something. I just want to breathe again. Dive into the deepest depth. Oh, I want to feel something.
Oh